up, everybody? You're listening to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I'm your host, virtual marketing coach and fellow creative soul, Miranda Rodriguez. In this podcast, you'll get expert marketing guidance that you can implement on your own, and you'll learn how marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast, episode 135. We're back. First episode of the new year. I have a few more great episode interview episodes ready to come out for you this month. And today I'm so excited for you to hear my interview with Teresa Rubino, my accountant. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you probably remember that she did a three-part interview series with us last year, December, well, a little over a year ago now, December 2020, um, where she answered our most common accountant questions. So you can go back in the episodes to find those. I'll link to it in the show notes. And I also want to bring your awareness to one other thing before I tell you a little bit more about Teresa. Um, She is hosting a free webinar at the end of the month. It's called Three Key Components of Tax and Accounting You Must Know Before Starting a Business. And she has three opportunities for you to join this free webinar. There's one on January 18th at 10 a.m., one on January 19th at 1 p.m., and one on January 25th at 4 p.m. And you can register for free via the link in the show notes. And what she's going to cover in each of these webinars is how to choose the right business structure for your unique business, how to set up an accounting system that works for you, getting rid of fear and anxiety over taxes, which is her personal favorite. And then she's going to hold a live Q&A at the end. So even if you just join for that live Q&A with Teresa to get some of your tax questions answered before, you know, we're all heading into tax season. We're probably all working on that stuff right now. Um, I, I just highly recommend it. I can't recommend Teresa enough. She has been just amazing to work with. She makes accounting doable. She helps me understand the basics and like the fundamentals, what I need to get set up, what habits I need to have in my business on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis to make sure I'm tracking, um, you know, quarterly and annually. I just, and I've referred clients to her. She, she's been lovely. And so Go back and listen to the earlier episodes if you are just getting started in business or you need a refresh, and then check out Teresa's free webinar at the end of this month if you're listening in real time, January 2022, and you can register via the link in the show notes. All right. For those of you that aren't familiar with Teresa, for over 15 years, she has worked with both individuals and businesses in the area of tax and accounting. Unlike most licensed CPAs, she didn't gain her practical experience with a large accounting firm, but rather chose to work with a smaller one. In doing so, she was exposed to an array of tax situations and was able to address those situations in a very personal way. She has worked with businesses from entrepreneurial startups to fully established companies at all levels of growth. Prior to her entry in the accounting profession, she worked in the film industry in Los Angeles while pursuing a career in music. And honestly, this is one of the things I love most about Teresa. I think it's awesome that I have an accountant that is equal parts left and right brain. She is just as creative as she is analytical. She's passionate about the arts as time allows. She continues in her lifelong love of music 
And as time allows, she continues her in her lifelong love of music composition. Also, this is not included in her bio, but she does have an album on Spotify. And she did compose the jingle for um, her YouTube show, her little her YouTube channel, not little. But um, so if you check her out on YouTube or search her on Spotify, you can find some of her music there. And I'm just interjecting that because, again, I think it's so cool that she has these things. Um, she feels very grateful to have been able to create an accounting firm that allows her to continue to be creative, all the while offering a much-needed service to business owners. She was raised by an immigrant father who instilled in her the value of hard work and the payoff of creating something of your own. She understands what business owners are going through, the many hats they wear, the many decisions they have to make, and she knows how important it is for them to have good counsel to make those decisions. She received her BA from Indiana University and was licensed as a CPA in 2013. Again, I love Teresa. I think you're going to love this episode because not only does she give us a lot of great practical accounting and financial um, advice and practices and habits, but she also opens up about her personal journey as an entrepreneur, a mom, and a creative. So without further ado enjoy. And don't forget to check out her webinar, link in the show notes. And if you love this episode, just send me a DM on Instagram or leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. I am so excited to be here um, with my uh, my accountant, Teresa Rubino. She is a CPA and she's the first interview of the new year. Welcome back to the podcast, Teresa. Thanks, Miranda. I appreciate you having me. So Teresa's joining us today. Um, if you have been listening for a while, you may have heard her on the, was it last year or two years? It was last, yeah, it was actually last December. Last last December? Last yeah. December, we recorded a couple okay. episodes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those three are still on the podcast and they're, they're really helpful for anyone who wants to kind of get themselves set up and you're doing it yourself this year. And then Teresa also has a free webinar that will be coming out later this month. She'll share details about that at the end of this episode. So today we're just going to share a little bit more about Teresa's entrepreneurial journey and what I find so fascinating about you, Teresa, is that, and I was just telling you before we press record, so can maybe we should start there. Like, how did you, give us a little background about yourself. I know you lived in LA, you were just saying, and you're very creative. Um, so let's start there. Like, right. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's funny because I often reflect on my journey as a whole, like mm -hmm. as a being, right? We are all on this life journey. And I spent so much of my life uh, being creative and trying to pursue a creative career. I've been playing piano since I was nine years old. I've been composing music since I was 16. I actually went to Indiana University and got a music degree. Um, I've studied privately with jazz teachers in Chicago. I studied classically with a teacher in LA. And somewhere in that, I ended up in the film industry. I've always been in and around creativity. And I really badly wanted a career as a film scorer. <laughs> and it just didn't really, you know, it was a technology, honestly, at that time. And this was 20 years ago that I was in LA. Everything was so uh, technical. And I just didn't have it in me to, uh, to cross that bridge. 
So um, anyway, I ended up coming back to Chicago and somehow fell into accounting. It found me. I never wanted to really be an accountant. It was never on the radar. It was like probably the last thing I ever would have considered, but it was something that came very naturally to me. So while I was doing it, I met a couple of CPAs um, because at the time I was a bookkeeper and they said, you really should go back and get your CPA degree. Um, it took a few years for that to sink in and I finally became one. But then what I ended up finding out is once I became a CPA, it actually enabled me after a certain amount of time to start my own business. And by starting my own business, I now have time to write music again. So I never would have seen that full trajectory because, you know, getting a job as an artist is like next to impossible, right? It's a small percentage of people that really, you know, make it. You could be a working artist and and uh, it's it's a rough road. I mean, my husband was an actor. He was a working actor for a while. So it was it, it's tough. Um, so when I look at it as a whole, it's funny to see how, you know, God led me on this strange little path, but somehow I'm coming back to the music. Right. But that's only possible because I have this whole accounting part of my life. Mm-hmm. So I'm really passionate about people starting their own business, quite frankly. And I think that's why my niche in accounting led me to, small business owners, because it gives you the freedom to do whatever it is. It gives you the freedom to pursue your passion, whatever that might be. Um, Working nine to five or tax season nine to nine, whatever the hours were, wasn't the lifestyle that I wanted. So um, being a business owner gives you that lifestyle, you know, so you can kind of dictate how you want to spend your day and really put your energies in the projects that you want to be involved with. How have you, one thing that I struggled with when I first started my business was like, was my schedule. I guess I was so used to the nine to five routine that I, I dealt with a lot of guilt of like, oh, it's the middle of the day and I can, you know, take this chunk of time to like work out or work on a project that I have, you know, because I like, I I actually, you can't see it, but my sewing machine is right. (laughs) It's just out of frame. Um, so, you know, I, we are, we're always working on little projects, creative projects around here because my fiance, Marshall, as you know, is very creative too and into the music and, and that's how we met. Um, but how did you deal with your, like setting up your schedule and giving yourself the time to pursue your music in addition to building your business? Yeah, it's ongoing. I'll be honest. <laughs> I haven't cracked that nugget yet. Um, some things helped. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while in the earlier years of my business, um, I got onto a routine with my daughter at school. I had a certain number of hours that I could work. So an hour before I had to leave and pick her up was my practicing hour. So I would spend that hour doing music. Um, and that worked for a while. Uh, then the pandemic hit and everyone was home. <laughs> so practicing went out the window. My lessons went bye-bye. Um, and so now I'm back to, okay, how do I create that time? I'm actually right at that point now. Um, so some things that have worked for me is I finally finally enlisted the help of a project management software to get my business more organized, more disciplined. Um, I think one of the struggles of any small business owner, right, is how do you schedule your time? It's all you. So you have to make all these decisions. So I could have, my problem is I keep a lot in my head Mm -hmm. and I don't get it out on paper or I don't put it on a calendar. So I had to train myself to get it out of my head, get it down on something. And this software 
showed me actually how much time I have in the day now that I was not aware of, like how quickly I actually get through my accounting work that I actually have more time than I ever even knew of. But I needed that software, that discipline to get my schedule written out so I could see that. And then also just sectioning out the, you know, certain time of day, like the afternoon, my workday ends at a certain time. From that point on, it's either family time or it's my practicing time. So I think setting up that structure for yourself, it's a challenge, but I think it's critical if you're trying to, you know, balance your business needs along with whatever else you're trying to achieve. I think you you bring up a good point. Well, so I'm like you, I keep a lot in my head to the point where like Marshall was asking me on Sunday, we were kind of mapping out our schedule for the week and he wanted to write it down or put it in the calendar. And sometimes to me, that feels restrictive to have it scheduled out like visibly, you know, Uh (laughs) Google calendar, it kind of adds more stress. Whereas if I can just keep it in my head, but obviously that's not helpful when you're in a family dynamic and trying to coordinate schedules. Um, So I, I know that a lot of people talk about when you take your business to the next level, one of the things is like systematizing and creating processes, whether you're bringing in help so that they can, you know, adopt those practices or just for you to streamline your day to day. So what do you mind me asking what yes. software you, you went oh, with? Sure. Yeah, it's called Firm 360. I mean, it's specific oh. to the accounting industry. It's a practice management software, um, but it's allowed me to just you know, because in my practice, I do a lot of different accounting things for clients. I don't just do taxes. I do bookkeeping. I do payroll. I have uh, regular meetings. So I need to keep all of those things straight. (laughs) And I also need you know, how much time am I spending on each client just from a business owner standpoint? Am am I billing enough for all of the services that I'm giving? Because I also got into this saying, I'll give you whatever you need. You know, you've got me 24 seven now and I love it. And, and my clients, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed with the clients I have. They don't take advantage of it, but it's fair to say that some need more than others. And so from, again, from an, from a running a business standpoint, it's good to know what your services are worth. Are you charging appropriately for the amount of time you're spending. So, you know, that's something the software is also enabling me mm-hmm. to, to track. I think that's really, that's really helpful. And it, I mean, it's been something that's on my list. And so now I feel like it just bumped up to the top is to figure <laughs> out. I know there are a lot of different um, softwares and programs out there. So I think that's good to know. Just find, I, I really think it comes down to just finding one and like sticking with it. So you're Aware. I think so. Yeah, I think there's a lot of solutions out there and find one that that feels comfortable for you. I think the hardest thing is the discipline. So whatever solution you choose, it's the discipline to to stick with it mm-hmm. and 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 use it like with any tool. You have to use the tool properly to get the information out that you need so you can better run your business. Yeah, I love that. So, I know in the beginning of your business, well, it has did you have two phases? You had like a round one of business that, did you have something in the beginning? Well, before I became a CPA, I tried to start a business with my husband and that, that was an epic fail. (laughs) (laughs) What was that business? It was. So, um, it was in the field of training and education and it was really my husband's area of expertise And at the time, um, he wanted to start like a side consultation business. And I was in school studying to be a CPA. So I thought I knew everything. 
I'll admit it. I really thought I had all the answers, right? I didn't have to seek professional advice because let's face it, I was the professional. I was in school. So um, I made all the decisions or advised him to make all the decisions. We made all the wrong ones, quite frankly. And um, so it's kind of funny looking back because now I talk to small business owners and I try to try to have them learn from the mistakes that I made. Mm -hmm. And I made this decision like on my business structure. We decided to become an S corporation right out of the gate because that's what everyone was doing. So it's like, well, if everyone's doing it, that's what we need to do. I didn't take the time to investigate other structures. Well, I mean, when the business went nowhere, that structure didn't serve us and it cost us more money and extra tax returns and and all that stuff. So, um, you know, my big takeaway from that is get advice. Or if you're if you're too shy to get advice from a professional, at least do an adequate amount of research so you know what you're dealing with. Yeah, I think that, and I think, I mean, that you, you are so relatable in your approach to just working with you in general. I mean, for those of you that don't know, I reached out to Teresa. We knew each other from a networking group, and that was because I reached out because I had an accountant that incorrectly filed my taxes and then she left the country on vacation. (laughs) So she was not around to help me fix the mess. Um, And then when she came back, she was not very helpful. So Teresa, you know, saved the day with that. And we've been working together ever since, but I, I've always felt so comfortable with you just like asking questions and reaching out. Whereas some people, I mean, in this industry, accounting and taxes and finance, like, It can, like when we worked with our real estate, um, our mortgage broker, Mm -hmm. I, I felt dumb, like inadequate. Like I, you know, I had to tell him like, Hey, could you slow down? Could you repeat that? Can you explain this? And I, it felt to me like he was talking so fast to just try to get through that phone call to move on to the next one, you know? And we bought our house right before the market. I mean, the market was already taking off, but right before it really like blew up in 2020. And so, um, I think for you, I mean, it's kind of like a doctor, right? Like every once in a while you get a doctor that will sit down and talk to you and really listen. And that's what I really value about you and working with you is that I feel like you really do. You get me. So when you talk to me, you help me, like you give me the steps in a way that I can understand and then I can implement them on my own. Um, and, and I know you've been so kind with like clients over the years, my clients to consult with them, even if, you know, whatever, they're not moving forward in a professional way, but like just to consult and give them some guidance because it can be hard in the beginning when you're doing it on your own and you can't necessarily pay out of pocket to put that person on payroll, right? um, but you still need advice for how to move forward. Right. And I think, I think what it has always made me different or stand out is that I really do try to think about it from the client's perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think because I didn't start out as an accountant, I had a whole other life. (laughs) I tried a business that didn't work and I made the same mistakes that I see business makers or business owners making now. And I I think that that focus is what makes me different because I know what you're going through. I know Mm -hmm. what small business owners are going through. I'm not approaching it from, oh, I've got 20 years experience in accounting and I come from a big 10 or big four, whatever they call them, accounting firm. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to come in with all of my knowledge and just, you know, impress you all. It's, it's, completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. I come at it from, oh, I had to figure this out. So I know what struggle you're dealing with. I know what concerns you have. More importantly, I know what fears you have out there. And what I really, 
really hate is when professionals take advantage of those fears. And it happens more often than I really want to admit. And I hear it from a lot of people. I had someone call me not too long ago and he wanted a second opinion also on his structure because someone had advised him again to become an S corporation. And in my opinion, there was no reason. Right. The only reason I could see is an extra tax return. That's extra revenue for the accountant. Mm. And I hate to think that professionals are out there doing that. And I think we find this in any profession. I mean, buyer beware, right? You got to right. know who you're dealing with. Right. And so um, I really do try to take it from a client's perspective. And I know their fears and I know what their concerns are. And so I try to address that. Whether they come on board as a client or not is irrelevant to me. I want them to have the right information. And I get it. When you are just starting, you don't have a big budget. You can't right. maybe afford an accountant or, or afford someone to be there all the time as much as you might need it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't get good information and good answers to your questions from the beginning so you can avoid those pitfalls and avoid those mistakes. Yes, absolutely. And it's. I think you bring up a good point too. Always I think it's helpful to always get a second opinion. Like we're dealing with a lot of home insurance stuff right now. And so for every, you know, we're interviewing contractors and we're getting second opinions and the same for the insurance. Like, you know, when we got the quote from the insurance, we sent it off to someone else to look that over. Like, is that a fair, a fair quote? You know, because we don't know. I don't know anything about how much it will cost to rebuild that room or the same with buying a house. And so I think, And we actually did that when we were getting our house too. Um, We consulted for a second opinion. And I think people, it's worth the time because it does take more time to get one opinion and then consult another one like you would with a doctor even. Um, But it's definitely worth it just to make sure you feel good about the decision you're making. Right. And the one other thing I want to add, and and this is why, this is probably going to lead us into why why I created this webinar. Mm -hmm. I really feel so strongly and passionate for small business owners to understand what goes on behind their business, like behind the scenes, right? Because too often business owners will outsource, right? Outsource the accounting or or trust their tax accountant has their best interest at heart. And, And hopefully they do. But in fairness, look, I've worked a couple of tax seasons. <laughs> They're brutal. Yeah. You have thousands of turns, returns to go through. There's only so much you can look out for. And, and honestly, at the end of the tax year, all of your planning is already, your, your planning period's over. Yeah. So there's really not much that can be done. So what ended up, I saw, is that small business owners kind of slipped through the cracks, right? They weren't getting what they really needed from their professional. So you have to you have to take a certain level of responsibility as an owner to understand some of this. You don't have to be an expert. Yes, go to the professionals to help you, but at least approach it with a baseline of understanding. So again, you're not going to get talked over now because now you understand what they're talking about and you can actually have an effective communication. I think that's just so critical. Yes, I think I, I agree with you. It's so critical. And from a marketing perspective, when you can understand your numbers, I mean, even just having my, I think you and I recorded an episode about internal record keeping. Yes. Yeah. And, and that was designed for if you're, you're tracking your numbers yourself, 
Um, but my clients repeatedly tell me that's one of the most eye-opening exercises I have them do is start tracking their numbers because now we're making educated business decisions. Like you may have loved running that subscription box, but the amount of time it's taking you to create it and push it out for the amount of return is just not worth it anymore, right? Or you know, because you can look at it, I think it helps business owners be objective about the decisions they're making. Absolutely. All right in front of you in a spreadsheet. And it's easy to see what's working, what's not. Okay, I love this. So maybe I'm willing to invest a little more time here. Or, you know, my clients don't love this. How can we we revamp it? Um, And I think I have my clients do that monthly. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, and I don't know if you ever find this, but I think it's important to do it monthly. But I have found that when the numbers aren't doing well for like a few months in a row, they, my clients will beat themselves up about it. Like they'll, Mm -hmm. they'll get in a slump. So how do you help clients? You know, I tried to approach it from like, those are the numbers and the numbers don't mean you're a bad business person. They don't mean that you're not talented in what you're doing. It just means, you know, there's a disconnect somewhere Mm -hmm. that we can find and work through, but how do you help your clients with that? Or do you ever see that where they're like making the numbers mean something about themselves? Well, I think, you know, in every business, there's a a cycle. So there could be periods where the numbers are uh, not reflecting as highly as maybe you'd like. So Mm -hmm. one thing is you have to stand back and maybe look at the year as a whole. You also have to take into consideration, like we're just coming out of this pandemic, right? most of my clients' numbers were all over the place, you know, so there was really, it's not like you could even look at that at at 2020 or even 2021 for that matter and and take an average. These have been kind of crazy years. So sometimes you have to stand back and look a, a larger, over a larger period to see if you can find a trend in those numbers. And then the other thing is, you know, if numbers aren't looking as good as you had hoped, it's kind of an invitation to go right. a little deeper into, okay, why aren't they doing well? Are there some changes I need to be to make? Are there different business decisions that need to be made? So um, I, I numbers are so important. And I love that you said how objective they are because they are. I mean, numbers don't lie. Right. And I know sometimes I don't want to look at the numbers because yeah. I'm afraid of what but it's like ripping a Band-Aid off. You've got to look at it. If you don't know, then you're really just, you know, you're aiming in the dark here. So your numbers are there. Your accounting records are there to help you. It's such critical data. And if you can learn to look at it and read it and interpret it, Mm -hmm. you're going to make much better informed decisions going forward. Absolutely. Okay. So how does that, does, how, so tell us about your webinar now. And because sure. I think all of these things work together. They do. They do. And that and that's the beauty of this webinar. Um, so I'm hosting a free webinar called The Three Keys of Tax and Accounting that you must understand before starting your business. And what it really comes down to is there's the structure or your business entity, your accounting system, and your taxes. These three components all overlap. They mm-hmm. all affect one another. If each one is set in place correctly and each one's operating as it should, you're going to have everything you need, one, to create a solid foundation for your business on which you can grow. And you're going to have all the information you need so you can start to make 
good decisions. You can start to monitor your cash flow. You can make sure you know what kind of tax liability is waiting for you. So you're not surprised, you know, you go visit your tax, your tax preparer and they're like, Hey, you owe so many thousands of dollars. And it's yep. like, where'd that come from? Yeah. You know, so it's really, the webinar is going to really explain how these three interplay and how having a basic knowledge of the functionality of each one of these pillars, you put them together, it's going to make you a much better and stronger business owner. Yeah, I feel like I need that just as a refresh. So <laughs> who is is your course for new business owners or could, could I take it to someone who, you know, just needs a refresh? Sure. It, yeah, it's really, really, I think the audience are those who are just either getting started or want to get started. Um, or those that have been in business and maybe they didn't put those three pieces together yet, right? So even if you've been in business for five years, but you don't quite understand, again, the back end of your business, what goes on behind the scenes, that's what this webinar is about. I want to put like the, the pieces of the puzzle, put them together so the business owner has a fuller understanding like, okay, now I can see why this is important and why I shouldn't just, you know, trust my accountant to take care of it or trust my bookkeepers doing what they need to do. There's still a certain degree of oversight as an owner that you need to have because at the end of the day, I mean, your accountant may prepare your tax return and they may sign it, but if something happens, it's the owner's responsibility. Believe me, we've got all the protection clauses in our engagement letters. (laughs) We are not responsible for any of the data you give us. We are merely reporting it. So the owner's always on the hook. And so the owner needs to have an understanding so they know what they're responsible for. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, and it's still something talking about habits and having that software that, you know, helps you figure out your schedule. I think that one of the things you and I talked about, and I have it written that right here. Look, I will take it. It's my weekly and monthly, um, like, bookkeeping that I have to do. And you gave that to me last year, I think. So it's just, it's a habit. And especially for the creative entrepreneurs who aren't used to working with the numbers necessarily, or, you know, paying as much attention to the analytics. I think it's just an important habit to develop. I worked with a business coach who for a while, you know, like Monday mornings, she would just get that out of the way first thing for the week. So she was aware of, you know, what money was coming in that week, if she needed to send any follow-ups, you know, it just kind of, and it was an activity she didn't love so much in the beginning. So she just did it first and got it over with. And I like that idea. Um, And for me, it's just a weekly, a weekly thing to have eyes in the, on the numbers, you know, and then monthly I do a a deeper dive um, to make sure everything is moving in the right direction. But I think this webinar sounds it just sounds so helpful as like a refresh, the beginning of the year to get, you know, the first month of the year, like start your habits now, get set up for success now. And then these numbers will help inform every other business decision you make from here on out. So exactly. And the beauty is once you have that solid understanding of how these three components interact, that's never going to change. Right. I mean, it, it, it stays consistent. A life of your business. It's like learning anything. You've got to start with the basics. These are the basics. And if you have a solid understanding there and a solid foundation created, then your business can go wherever it goes. And every decision you make is, is based on, on good information because you have that understanding. Absolutely. And I think that 
I think that understanding, like you said, the foundation also is what helps set people apart from like the hobbyists to the business owners. Like business owners understand their numbers. And this is, this is part of running a business is the accounting side of it. You can't have a business without the numbers. Right. It's true. You, you, You know, that's a hobby. And I do know that, you know, some people have a reluctancy and I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say they're not a business owner mm-hmm. if they have an aversion to right. the numbers. Some people have a, a block, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that block is really a fear mm-hmm. that I, I'm not wired for it. I'm not going to understand it. Mm-hmm. I'll just let someone else do it. And that's what I'm trying to get rid of. Because honestly, tax and accounting is not that hard. And I'm sure some people are going to disagree with me. <laughs> not now I'm not saying it's easy to become a CPA because it wasn't easy, but it to understand what I'm teaching is not that hard. It needs to be presented in a way that people yeah. can understand it, right? I mean, you've said this before. I, I don't talk over people's head. I really try to make it very plain yeah. and simple because the concept is is pretty easy to get your head around, but sometimes it's delivered in a way. And I might even say sometimes purposely Mm -hmm. to elevate it. Oh, this is so complicated. And it doesn't have to be, it really doesn't. So that's what I'm trying to like, get the mystery away from it. I don't want people to be afraid of their numbers. I don't want people to be afraid of, oh my gosh, taxes. I live in fear of the IRS. You shouldn't. You really should. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're doing something wrong, maybe you should. Right. But in general, the average person, there's there's no point in, in, in approaching anything with that much fear. So if there's a fear component in your business around tax and accounting, that's what I want to get rid of. That And, and you do that. I mean, just, just from working with you, that's something that I think you do really well is that you make it understandable. And another thing is like, we all have to pay taxes and most of us are in business to make money. And so for me, it's just a better understanding of like where my money is going and what's being done with it. You know, there are so many bigger implications for the work that you're doing and just financial, it's like financial literacy. You know, so many of us, when you work for a company that's doing your taxes for you, they're just giving you the forms to sign off on, you know, there's a, I think a certain level of like, ignorance maybe on our, you know, on our behalf, like it's okay. We're just going to sign this form. It's easier that way, or it's already automatically taken out of our paycheck. But when you're a business owner, I mean, you're responsible for figuring out all of those things. And then I think understanding where your money is going too. So it it all plays into this bigger picture, but you help help people understand it at such a a basic, like fundamental level that they can build upon from there. So I'm super excited about your webinar. How can people sign up? So um, we can post the Mm -hmm. uh, webinar registration link. Yep. I can share it in the show notes. Okay. And um, they start uh, next week, January 17th, 18th and 26th. And is each day they can do, so it's a three day thing. No, no, thank you. No, it's actually the same webinar, three different times I'll be presenting it. And it's actually, it's a live webinar. So at the end, there's going to be a live uh, Q&A session. And I will stay around as long as needed if people have questions that either I didn't address in the webinar or they need clarification on something, or maybe they want to share a personal situation that they're dealing with and they want, you know, an opinion. Um, So the live Q&A is going to be at the end of each one. Great. 
Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this with us today and for hosting this webinar next week. I'm excited. So I'm going to register for it as soon as we're done here. Um, And I will get my bookkeeping done for 2021. (laughs) Good. I like to hear that. (laughs) Yes. Before we meet. So thank you so much, Teresa. Um, How else can people stay in contact with you? Um, Sure. So my website is rubinotax.com. And so they can always uh, reach out that way as well. Perfect. And you're on Instagram now too, right? I am. Oh, right. I I probably have what's called an IG something. They can find me. It's also um, we'll share it all in the in the show notes. But Teresa has been, you guys, I've been watching Teresa's marketing funnel for this webinar and this course, and she's doing a great job. She's set up her email game. She's on Instagram. I found her on YouTube. So I like what you're doing marketing from your marketing coach. You get an A plus. Oh. Thank you. Uh, that's been a real learning curve for me because that is not, that's not my bag. <laughs> Marketing is not my thing. I tried, but uh, thank you. Yeah, you are definitely more visible now, I think, than ever before. And before, um, just to tie it back to the beginning when we were talking about your creativity, if you find Teresa's show on or show or videos on YouTube, she composed the jingle, right? <laughs> I, you didn't yes. play it, but you composed it. I did. It's a big band piece, actually, that I composed many, many years ago and had a big band uh, record for me. And yes, I am not playing the piano part in that. I, I wish I were, but it wasn't me. Um, but yeah, I just took a little little splice of it just to add a little quirkiness. And also it's royalty free because I own it. So <laughs> I knew it. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, this is Teresa's. <laughs> I'm we hoping get... to bring in more later, but I, yeah. I, I got to find that time to compose and then I'll play around with different theme songs as time goes on. It's so fun. When I when I did my jingle for my podcast intro, I just got to shop in Marshall's um like beats section. Like he oh, all yeah. the things he had made and never used, I just got to uh-huh. pick one out. So it's fun yeah. when you have that in-house. It is. It is. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Miranda. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Marketing for the Uninhibited podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a marketing or journal prompt episode. And please leave a review so more people can find us. Are we friends on Instagram yet? Head over to at Marketing Uninhibited to say hi and let me know what parts of marketing you're struggling with. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with a customized four-week marketing action plan, visit marketinguninhibited.com to schedule your free 30-minute discovery call today. And remember, marketing your business can be simple, doable, and fun.